This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We have talked on various occasions about the issues surrounding water and uh, the trying to uh, get water in many locations around the world. One Wharton grad is trying to do his part to try and eliminate that problem. Philip Wilson is the founder and CEO of a company called EcoFiltro uh, that is trying to do that uh, in uh, a variety of different locations, most specifically Guatemala uh, right now. And we welcome him here to our table. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for coming over. Thank you, Dan. Great to be here. Uh, the, The problem of water as you see it today really is is amplified by what factors? Yeah. Well, so first of all, lack of access to potable water creates 80% of illness in developing countries. Yeah. So, you know, if you solve access to potable water, you keep a lot of kids, especially, out of the hospital. Yeah. But there's two main um, challenges with water. One is scarcity, which is mostly a problem in Africa, you know, where you have these terrible stories of uh, women mostly having to walk three hours to get water. Sure. And that water is a very poor quality. Yeah. Um, and then you have quality of water issues, which is um, more a problem where we work, which is Mexico and Central America. You have yeah. abundant water, but uh, it's full of bacteria fecal origin. So, you know, you have one out of 20 kids don't make it to the age of five because yeah. they don't have access to portable water. So uh, your company, in what you're trying to do right now, you're trying to address, obviously, the abilities for a lot of these people to be able to have the water that they need for just survival, just the the basic stuff. Yeah. So if if you look, let's say Guatemala, where we have uh, most of our customers, uh, there's really three actors that are supposed to solve the problem. I mean, we shouldn't exist. So the first is the government. And, you know, the government, um, by law, is supposed to provide access to clean water. Um, they spend so much money on operating costs that they don't invest in water treatment plants, et cetera. So, you know, they don't do the job. Then you have NGOs and foundations, which they just do not have. uh, They're limited by the amount of donations they can raise. So they don't have the funds to solve it. And then you have um, corporations, which really have another mandate, which is... uh, be involved in um, high return on investment activities. Right. So those are the th- three actors. And um, what I thought of doing when I turned 40, you know, and you start having uh, less <laughs> tomorrows than yesterdays. Right. Um, I said, you know, let me put my analytical brain to work, which I uh, developed while at Wharton, to try to solve a social problem but using business. Yeah. So what I did was um, I said, okay, the poorest of the poor, which are the ones that suffer from not having portable water. Right. They're spending something right now on purifying their water. Some are buying lots of firewood to boil water. Others are buying bottled water. So I said, okay, how much is that a month? And um, after about three months of research, I found that it was between $13 and $16 a month, Hmm. which is the poorest of the poor, what they spent on purifying water. So I said, if I develop a filter that I can sell for $35, you know, okay, that that pays for itself in three months, I will have a lot of the poor buying these filters and solving their own problem. Right. And um, to do that, I had to create an urban filter, you know, which I started selling to, started with my friends and my cousins. Um, and I said, look, if you buy this filter, you're going to save $200 on bottled water. Uh, first hundred customers were difficult because it was a new filter. Sure. The next thousand was easier. We get up to about 98,000 urban customers. 
which creates this you know very uh, nice cash flow. Yeah. And this allowed me to bring down the price of the filter to a point where the poor could pay for it. Yeah. And you know, I noticed when I went to go do my market research that uh, the poorest of the poor have cell phones. Uh, many have TVs. You know, sure. they, they have a, gr- a ground, a dirt uh, floor, but they have, but they the, have TV. the TV. Yeah. So I says, you know, I have to be as good or better than these companies that are selling these products to the poor. Right. But I'm going to be selling a life-saving device like a filter. Yeah. And. Um, you know, we've been able to reach uh, about 240,000 rural customers right now in, in Guatemala, yeah. um, close to 100,000 urban. And we just opened our office in Mexico. Now we're in Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica. Now we're just in the process of replicating everywhere. But for Guatemala, the percentage of the total population compared to those people that are dealing with the problems of water ends up being what? So it's... Um, a million families, about 7 million uh, people, which is about half the population, do not have access to potable water. So that's why the, the hospitals are full of kids uh, that are sick from an intestinal infection caused by unclean water. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, and that's why I chose to, to involve myself with water. If you solve that problem, then the kid doesn't have to go to the hospital. You know, they don't need to stock up all those medicines that combat intestinal infections. Yeah. Uh, keep, you can keep them in school. I, I would venture guess for a lot of people that are listening to us, the fact that the government doesn't do enough doesn't come as a surprise, which for a lot of people is probably a very disappointing element to it. <laughs> Has there been, and I'm sure there have been over the course of years, a push to make sure that the government does do their fair share on this? Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, especially the, the, the medical community in Guatemala has been pushing for the government to, uh, to do their job, basically. Yeah. Because by law, they're supposed to supply portable water to the entire population. Yeah. But, you know, uh, since I've been back in Guatemala for 16 years, there hasn't been any investment in water treatment plants or anything to uh, sanitize, uh, in water and sanitation space. So we can either say, okay, uh, well, that's just the way it is. Or we can say, okay, how can business... Yeah solve this problem and um, you know I became a social entrepreneur when I turned 40 and um, you know we went from giving 2,000 filters away when this water project was part of my sister's foundation to you know last year we reached 72,000 families and this year we'll reach about 120,000 yeah so the scalability that a social business provides is unmatched by government or uh, uh, NGOs. Does it end up being, to, how much of it does it end up being a word of mouth uh, of one family telling another family and, and on down the line? So when, when I was uh, in business school, when I was at Wharton, but between my first and second year, I lived in Prague. That's where okay. I did my internship. Okay. And I used to walk in front of this university every day from my apartment to, uh, to, to the office. And in front of this university, there's always this humongous Microsoft banner. Yeah, and okay. so, so one day I go in and uh, it looks like a Microsoft store. It's full of computers and software. And their, their strategy in 1993 in Eastern Europe was to you know, partner up with all the schools and give them as much free software as possible. Right. So it occurred to me three years ago, why don't I do the same thing with water filters? Why don't I start donating to all the rural schools? And uh, through that donation, I will create the demand. Right. Because the kids... Kids don't like the taste of boiled water. It's smoky. Huh. It's hot. So, uh, you know, right now we've donated to just over 1,600 schools. Today in Guatemala, yeah. over 400,000 kids are drinking water from our filters. 
and they end up becoming our ambassadors. Hmm. And they're the ones that create the demand and educate their parents on clean water. Philip Wilson is the founder and CEO of EcoFiltro. He joins us here on Knowledge at Wharton from the Global Forum in Miami, here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. So, I mean, to make that type of change, that's a lifestyle change. Yeah. And it's probably not one that adults, parents in that country, make easily. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's... It's always hard to change, right? Resistance to change sure. anywhere in the world yeah. is hard. Yeah. But when you get um, the schools using them, that gives you instant credibility. Okay. Um, and you get the school director using your filter and having it at home, that gives you credibility. And the beauty of our filter is it's made locally with local materials. It's made out of clay. Hmm. So it's very fresh. It tastes so much better than boiled water. Yeah. And, um, you know, the kids will not drink boiled water after they start drinking our water at school. And uh, that's, that's the formula. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's what Microsoft and Apple do uh, on school campuses all over the world. We're just applying it with life-saving products like a water filter. So trust ends up being a, a very important component in this process to build the trust with the schools, with yeah. the people, with, you know, you can probably fill in the blank of all the yeah. different people that you have to gain trust with. Yeah. It, I mean, it started with the Minister of Education and... Um, he was a user of our product, so it was really easy to convince him about, you know, the uh, technology we use. But uh, we're going at the rate of about 90 to 100 schools a month. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a significant impact. And uh, our goal is a million families uh, in rural Guatemala clean water by the year 2020. So. Well, j- uh, just on the schools then, uh, the, to be able to get total saturation with the schools, total use... How long do you think that, that will take? Well, I think we're, we're about five years out uh, from being in every rural school. Okay. Uh, we don't deal with urban schools because right. they right. tend to have portable water, right. a good access. But I think within five years, we'll, we'll, we'll reach uh, the goal of schools. And uh, hopefully that'll come with uh, reaching the million families. And I'm guessing that the issues in Guatemala are similar to the ones, as you say, you're expanding into Honduras and, yeah. and Mexico and, and yeah. some of the other rural areas as yeah. well. Every country, uh, especially in the Americas, um, has the same exact issue with quality of water. Right. We have a lot of water in Latin America, but um, it's contaminated with bacteria of fecal origin. And uh, so, you know, that's why we're replicating now in Honduras, El Salvador, Mexico. We have an office there now. And right. uh, most importantly, we think our model is sustainable. Right. You know, it, our social enterprise is profitable. And it's profitable because we can't scale if it isn't. And so we make sure that our urban sales stay at 30% so that we can fund that subsidized 70%. Um, and continue to grow. But you have to, there is an element of this where you have to take this to a degree in baby steps in terms of, I mean, it's obviously been a couple of years with, with Guatemala yeah. and then Honduras is going to take, I mean, it's not like you can just yeah. come in and overnight make this drastic change. Yeah. It, it, it takes a while because obviously there's a lot of education involved. Yeah. But the most important thing is everyone pays for the filter, rich yeah. and poor alike. Yeah. And when they buy the filter, they appreciate it, they use it, it's always clean. Yeah. Um, and a lot of NGOs and foundations that unfortunately give these products away, they're not appreciated, they're not taken care of, sometimes they're not even used. Yeah. So you want to protect the dignity of the poor by talking to them as equals and say, look, you know, this is what you're spending on water right now. If you purchase this filter, it pays for itself in three months. So the percentage of, uh, of a, let's say, monthly budget that a school has in Guatemala right now 
ends up being what in comparison to what they would have to invest twenty dollars, whatever it may be, yeah. in the in these in this filter. And they, I'm guessing the schools in many cases may need more than one yeah. because of the what they have. Yeah. So we we donate one filter per classroom and okay. one in the kitchen. Okay. okay. So that's a straight up donation. But okay. because we sell to the parents of the kids through the school donation, right. it pays for itself. Okay. So we make sure that the sales to the parents cover that donation, which is basically for every 10 we donate to a school, we sell about 30. What's your expansion view? I mean, obviously you mentioned Honduras, but I mean, I, you have to have a grand plan yeah. of how you would like to see this expand yeah. in the years to come. Well, this is actually the best part of the whole story. So. Uh, ceramic pod filter technology was developed in Guatemala. Right. Uh, the inventor is on our payroll. He's in charge of our, our lab. Right. He donated this technology to the world. So there's oh. 59 factories in 38 countries. The last one, which was uh, uh, put up in Uganda, factory number 59, uh, started about a year ago. They already have 33 employees, and they're producing about 1,500 uh, filters oh, a wow. month. So this wow. Guatemalan... Uh, developed technology is all over Africa, Asia, and Latin America. And the reason it's so successful is, first, it's open technology, but two, because it's clay-based, yeah. um, you know, people use it. You know, from the time of the Romans, the Egyptians, the Mayans, they've always stored water in clay sure. pots. Yeah. So when you come to a community with a clay filter, there's an immediate acceptance because the water comes out so fresh and clean. Great meeting you, Philip. All the best with, the, with this. Thank Greatly you, appreciate Dan. it. Thank you, Dan. Philip Wilson. The company is uh, EcoFiltro. You can uh, find out more at EcoFiltro, E-C-O-F-I-L-T-R-O dot com if you'd like to learn more. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.